1: This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock.
2: Good afternoon, Tom and Cecil. This is Ayami from Tokyo. I just listened to the episode about the Tony and Nicholson travesty. And I just want to say that if it were me, I'd rather be in a gulag than a hospice. All I'd have to do is insult the guard and they'd shoot me. I'd be dead in... 10 milliseconds instead of 10 days off of starving myself. Thanks. Bye. Hey, so I'm just like driving my car right now, listening to your podcast and I drove by something and I don't really know why I just called you, but I just did. But it was just kind of strange I Guess it's just observing that when somebody dies in a car accident just drove by like a little cross on the side of the road and it's got flowers on it. And I'm wondering, like, why don't fucking Jews or Muslims ever fucking do that? Like, when was the last time you ever drove by on the side of the road or under the fucking bridge and you got a little fucking Star of David hanging some fucking flowers or, like, fucking crescent moon and, like, little fucking stars or whatever next to it? You know what I mean? It's just, it's always a fucking cross. And come to think of it, it's just fucking creepy. Like, here I am driving home after work thinking... I'm gonna have a great fucking day today. Work went well, and he was like, "Oh, somebody died here. By the way, they just died right here. It's kind of fucking creepy. Like, this is this is not where I want to get into an accident because because I might also die. Like this this place is is just like where apparently where people fucking die. And oh yeah, here's some flowers for you not to think about the fact that somebody just fucking died here." I don't know, it's kinda of fucking creepy. <laughs> I just fucking thought not a call and share that. Worry hole.
1: Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
3: No welcome Matt. This is episode two hundred and twenty-one. Oh. <laughs> and you read? Did you redo the notes, by the way? I did. I, I know you did. Because I did these notes. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Uh. I sat I sat doing these notes in a in a shitty hotel bar, like right. I was traveling for oh, work. Oh, that's
4: nice. Yeah. You know? Did so you I'm mean si- any barflies? Like, right <laughs>
3: Dude, let me let's talk about shitty fucking hotel bars for a minute. Sure. Sure, let's Dude, do it. there is nothing more like road depressing.
0: Oh god, yeah. sitting
3: in like oh. like an obvious corporate hotel, right? Like a Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a Marriott chain sure. hotel, like a
4: Hampton Inn or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was like a
3: Fairfield Inn and Suites. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. And Anything you know, with Inn.
4: Right. If you have an Inn after it, you're you're a business guy. It, that's
3: right. exact. And it's like it's like it's fine enough, and everything's like a half suite or whatever. You know, it's just yeah. like a business business hotel, and there's a there's a fucking hotel bar. And so I I I drove down to Columbus, Ohio. I got there late, so it's like. Plus, you lose an hour when you get there, so it's, like, fake late. You you know, one could argue that when you go to Columbus, you lose a lot of hours. <laughs> you lose, and I'll tell you where you lose them. You lose them in Indiana. Because Indiana smells like wet mulch. It does. For hundreds it does. of miles. I'm driving through miles. Indiana. Yeah. At one point, I was like, god damn. It's like, it's like you're using a fucking cow's ass for a respirator. <laughs> I thought, I'd been in the car a long time, like, by myself, and I'm like, you know, maybe I've brewed a funk, and I rolled down my window, and I'm like, oh, God, it's coming from outside the car. I was blaming myself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Indiana had, like, a scent of, like, fat man body odor. Oh, yeah. It that was that's drifting a delicious, in. It's a
4: delicious smell. Oh, yeah.
3: God, what a fucking smell of America. That's why people
4: fucking scarf down Chick-fil-A over there. <laughs>
3: It <laughs> just you just drown your unhappiness in trans fats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and say so you're so you. I'm, I'm drowning myself I'm, in Crisco tonight, dear. <laughs> Six months in the fucking rural towns of Indiana, oh, God. and you're fucking crying lard at night when you sleep. <laughs> you try to wipe your tears, and all it does is smear across your cheeks.
4: The and good the, thing well, is, though, if you're doing any kind of exercises, you just slide right across that
3: mat. You nobody gotta... exercises in Indiana. <laughs> That is <laughs> just saying. It's
4: not even ever were, happened. Okay, let me say when you climb the stairs to get another beer. The
3: stair. The st- <laughs> the. St- <laughs> so anyway, you were talking about. So you get to. So anyway, so like I'm I'm sitting in this hotel bar because I got to eat something. I got to drink right, something. You sure, know, yeah, so, yeah. And it's like ten o'clock. So it's like fucking lonely time, you know. It's like it's like Monday night, ten o'clock in a hotel bar,
0: (laughs) 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 fucking sad
3: trombone, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like just like fucking middle-aged, like road warrior dudes, like trying half-heartedly, like the most half-hearted hitting on of the fucking barkeep. And I'm just like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) This is so sad (laughs) because you know it's not going to work, and she knows it's not going to work, but you're doing it anyway. And like, like, and then the other guy is like sitting in the fucking like. I'm obviously in sales because I take up all the room possible. Like I stretch like my arms across like two stools and like, like look what a big dude I am. You can tell by my <laughs> body language that I am very fucking important. I take up a lot of space, right? Yeah. And the other and so so like the one dude is like half-heartedly hitting on the barkeep. And she's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> She's like, oh, please leave me a tip. Right. She's like, I yeah. hope somebody walks me to my car. You know, like, that was like that, you know? <laughs> and then... <laughs> I, pre- I press the button under the bar. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> and then and then the other dude's like, I'm big fucking swagger all day. And, she, and he's like, what time do you guys close? And she's like, we can't close until everybody leaves. like, well, I'm going to sit here for two more hours. And I'm just oh. like, well, that makes you fucking rude. <laughs> like... It just makes you a fucking awful human being. Say, so anyway, oh. I was doing the notes sitting in this bar, and I I, I remembered fucking up the, the notes last time, the numbering yeah. system. Yeah, oh up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I numbered them right. Sure. Because I was fucking crying my own lard tears yeah. in the fucking <laughs> your, your sad face, hotel. Your face was slick with lard. So when I went back to revisit the notes and add a few more stories, and I saw that they were renamed, I saw that you fucking tried to trick me, you oh, sneaky bastard. man. You can't, get, you can't pull one over on the old Tomster. Well, you mostly can, actually. So this story comes from the Raw story. Uh, atheists slam school nurse for refusing to treat student who won't stand for Pledge of Allegiance. I take issue with this uh, headline. It should just be school nurse refuses to treat student who won't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Who gives a shit that the atheists are slamming? That's not the story. Yeah. The story here is that the fucking little girl went to the goddamn school nurse and the Pledge of Allegiance came on and she didn't stand. And the nurse fucking booted her ass out and refused to fucking treat her i don 't care if she was there for a fucking skinned knee or a fucking headache and wanted a Tylenol. It makes no fucking difference how minor the the, the 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 grievance was that the student had that the nurse had to treat. The fact that the nurse would even fucking get involved is egregious yeah absolutely, yeah, and I think the nurse afterwards
4: uh, said this. a real pledge. And then she fucking like she dropped the mic on the way out. <laughs> yeah. She dropped the mic right
3: on the little girl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right on her head. No, she actually hit the little girl right. with the mic. Like she she went out of her way to smack <laughs> her one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Why, why do we have to say a pledge of allegiance anyway? It's like America, like a jealous boyfriend.
3: Dude, that whole like, like, every, like
4: every time you visit another country's like fucking the America's like you're cheating on Uncle Sam. <laughs>
3: like, do you know where Canada is? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> why are you,
4: why are you?
3: You can't look at Canada. Why do you hate America? <laughs> you know what? No fishing up there. Set your hooks in American fish. <laughs> like, okay. God. All right. You why know, and do they say a, the pledge? Really? No, I mean, like, no, really, like, why do we say a Pledge of Allegiance? Dude, I'm right there with you. That's a weird, hyper-nationalistic thing that only fucking America does. And, and it's weird, too, because, like,
4: I don't say a Pledge of Allegiance at work. Like, why do little kids say it? Are we? Af- I'm like, are we afraid, like, fucking recruiters from another country are going to take them away? <laughs> what the f- – why
3: do we make our kids say it other than brainwashing them? Yeah. that. Well, that's exact – you know, America does some weird – see, so, like I, – and I guess I didn't know this until relatively recently, but, like, America does some weird America shit, man. Like, the whole thing where, like, it's really common to just – drive around and see American flags in people's front yards? Yeah. That's not the case in the rest of the world. They don't, like, random citizens don't just fly their national flag in their front yard. That's a really uniquely American phenomenon. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just assumed, I don't know, I guess I never even thought about it. I just figured, like, everybody was crazy hyper-nationalistic. But, you know, this, this like, this that Pledge of Allegiance where you, I, I totally... It creeps me out that my kid goes to school and says the pledge every day. It kind of creeps me out that sure. I went to school and said the pledge every day. Like, you stood up with your hand over your heart and you said I remember, too, because I remember him saying it in first and second and third. And you didn't you didn't even know what it meant. You're you like, even, yeah. invisible? Because you don't even yeah. know what the word is. you can't even say it. Right. You're just like, one nation, invisible. And you're like, you don't <laughs> have any idea what indivisible right. means or, like, why you're saying the words you're saying. I underst- I could understand,
4: like, an adult saying the pledge in some – I don't even know. Like, if you're fucking – you become an American citizen yeah. or something. In an naturalization like, can, process. Yeah, like, I yeah. can see somebody saying it in, in certain – I mean, some really corner case situations. But hyper-nationalism, where the fuck does that lead you? Like, what
3: great road does that lead you down? Well, I mean, think of all the other, like – like, major hyper-nationalistic movements that have led to such great things. Mm. As,
4: you know, starving your entire countryside. Right, actually, I
3: can't think of a single... six million people. Right, well, I mean, look, at it's worked super well for North Korea. Yeah. They're killing it, man. But that's all, like, embedded in the same... You know, it is embedded in the same, like, Lee Greenwood, Pledge of Allegiance, American flag, like, fucking fillet the troops, you know, like, all that. That's all embedded in the same kind of... You know, uh, and, and it feels to me, part of it feels to me like a like a hyper reactionary pushback to the to the to the Vietnam era. You know, s- like the pendulum right, has swung. Right. right? Like right. I, I know exactly what you're what talking about. Yeah. So like at one point it was like America's horrible. Spit on the soldiers. Fucking and burn a flag. Right. Like, yeah. just, you know, and then uh, now the pendulum has swung the other way. And now it's to the point where you like if you walk around, you're not just like, I love America. Yeah. Somebody give me some soldier cocktail. Gobble, 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 gobble.
4: Well, like, like you're on a plane and there's a soldier in
3: a fucking uniform and he gets to leave first. Right. Like, why? Yeah. He's a dude who does a job like the rest of us. And, and everybody's spo- yeah, you're supposed to thank him for his, you know, their yeah. service. You and- gotta
4: thank him. You gotta thank him for their service. Why? Fucking nobody thanks me for my service. <laughs> Well, you're not of any fucking use. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be I don't want to come down too hard because I, I it's not that I don't like America. It's not like I don't no. like living in the United States. Right. I like living in the United States. I think there's a, plenty of benefits to living in the United States. I I don't dislike soldiers. I think they do a job. I do. I think it's a particularly. Uh, It's not a particularly safe job and they put themselves in situations that are difficult and not saying that they're fighting for me because I certainly don't fucking want them fighting things. But, you know, they are doing things that the country tells them to do. So in that respect, you know, good for them. And I'm not but
3: I'm not going to fillet them. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, fucking thank you for fighting for my freedom. I was driving behind a car the other day and it was like. You know, there was like it was like slathered with banners or bumper stickers, you know, like my son fights for your freedom. And it's just like my freedom is never fucking at stake here. And yeah. and please, again, don't get me wrong. Like the soldiers on an individual basis that sign up and they get shipped off and they're not the decision makers. They're not deciding where they go and who yeah. they shoot at and who they get shot at by. They're doing hard work, and and I think oftentimes they do very difficult, dangerous work for motives that are generally, at least at the outset, good motives. And here's the worst part about all that is they
4: come back and all this fucking hand jobs we give them about getting off the plane early – have them go to a fucking doctor once in a while. Yeah, I know, Have them like get fucking medical service. Like, like we do all this fucking weird glad handing, like fucking hey, you get ten percent off on your fucking Chick fil A. But then when we want to fucking when they want to get an MRI, they got to wait like sixty weeks or something.
3: That's and that's the thing. Like, it makes me crazy. Like, let's let's cut out the fucking hero worship shit, and let's recognize that sending young men and women off to war results in people who went to fucking war, yeah. and they all come back. Every single person who comes back having done some fucking, done and seen some awful shit, like they need to come back and they need to have, you know, solid forever mental health services and they need to have job placement services and they need to have educational services and they need to have fucking, uh, you, you know, their uh, physical health uh, taken care of. Instead, we, we, we like, we're lip servicing them. You know, and it is fly show, man. It's, it's fucking meaningless. It's like, it's obligatory, lazy, toothless blowjobs.
2: Abortions for all. <coughs> Very well. No abortions for anyone. <coughs>
0: hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. Yeah!
3: So this story comes also from the Raw story. I'm sorry that it's all from the Raw story. That's Sometimes okay, it's you
4: were, just, you know, look, I understand you were in a hotel bar <laughs> trying to hit on some bar fly. Oh, <laughs> you wanted to get things done real quick, so you just copy pasted the entire Raw story
3: front page. I just page. did. I grabbed the whole thing and just. Uh, Walmart uses Georgia conscience clause to refuse women's miscarriage treatment. Yeah. Um, man, this is fucking super depressing. So this woman was having a miscarriage and she got a prescription from her doctor for a medicine. Um, And it turns out that that is a similar medicine or the same medicine. Well, it's a medicine if used in conjunction
4: with another medicine can be used as like the day after thing or something.
3: Right. So she went to go fill her prescription and the pharmacist said, yeah, I don't think you need this. I don't think that there is a reason why you need it. So we're just not going to fill your prescription. And I I was appalled. Appalled, Yeah. Appalled. And I posted it to our Facebook page, it's, and I said something like, you know, I can't believe that the pharmacist would second-guess the doctor, but I guess that's a thing, Cecil. Wow. I guess pharmacists have – and I had no idea. This is just an educational moment for me. I guess pharmacists can second-guess whether or not it's a good prescription for you to have. Wow. Your, pres- your doctor's like, I think you should have this medicine, and then you go fill it, and the pharmacist can be like – that's not a good medicine for you. It interacts with this other medicine or.
4: But they specifically said that the person did this because of the Georgia law or whatever that says if you feel like it would, you know, be bad for your conscience, violate your conscience, then you shouldn't.
3: But I, I shouldn't. had no idea that pharmacists had yeah, that right. discretion at all. I'll be honest, I thought they were just the keeper of the fucking pills. No, they, they have to go to like a lot of school. Well, I knew that because the, but I figured that was because people would have questions. And but I didn't know that they could say, no, I don't think this is a medicine for you. Well, and, and you know,
4: Walmarts in Georgia, I hear also replaced all the regular coat hangers with the clippy plastic ones <laughs> because it's really hard to get a fetus out with one of those clippy plastic ones, you know, with the ones with the little clipper right. things on the end. Yeah, no, it's actually, like,
3: the, the wire ones are now by prescription only. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's like well, it's like winning the crane game with one of those things, trying to get to actually get the fucking fetus. You gotta hope that they're like artificially inseminated with like eight, so you actually get yeah, one just, for your quarter. I've been you know,
3: quarters in this thing all day. How am I gonna? No, I gotta. I can't get any out of here. And then you get the Jeez. fetus. And you're like, when? How do I get the
4: quarters out? Yeah, I, I fucking. I put two of these plastic clippy fucking hangers together, and I can't even
3: get in there. Can you think of a more depressing? situation than to start your morning in georgia all right <laughs> so you wake up and you're like no i mean you're in georgia and yeah you're like, no i get it fucking yeah. hell i'm in georgia yeah right
4: Ugh. and Shit, then you the devil's go to... across from you playing a violin you <laughs> <Right>. know
3: <laughs> he's like fucking fiddling away and you and he gotta go like, not you again hang on Jesus. a minute
1: hang he's on. going to town on Just, that thing
3: look at him go here listen to this lee greenwood song i'll be back <laughs> in a half hour then we can fiddle at each other or whatever I just had a miscarriage. Devil. listen to this.
4: <laughs>
2: God, I
4: hate uh, that song so much. God, it's, Although, it's all fucking Muzak, too, if you listen to it. Like, nothing is, it's all fucking, like, like it's made on, like, a
3: fucking Casio. <laughs> like, that's how he made that song. I think, though, that we should replace the Pledge of Allegiance with that song. Yeah. Like, if we're just gonna, <laughs> every kid has to stand oh, no. up next you. to you. Fair, so, anyway, so we're talking about the devil in Georgia. So, yeah, so, so you, you, you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm in Georgia. That sucks. The devil yeah. wants to fiddle at me. And then you get, yeah, then you're like, I gotta go get my fucking miscarriage medicine.
2: Right. Because, because
3: it's also sure. sort of, and then you go to Walmart for it. <laughs> so now, hold on a minute. Now you're in a Walmart in Georgia. Oh. It's like, I mean, it's like the seventh level of hell at that point.
4: God, I'd, I'd rather be in a Culver's in Milwaukee. Are you kidding me? And I don't
3: even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. It's I don't know. Like I'm not sure. Like if you have to race your rascal scooter around.
4: Yeah, you do. It's like it's like Mario Kart, it's, and you just uh, throw like <laughs> bananas at people just, and
3: like turtle shells because they literally have turtle shells there that you could throw at people. Oh whoa. A Walmart in Georgia after having a miscarriage. What the fuck? Every part of you must scream at this point. Yeah. I have seriously, I must reconsider all of my life choices.
4: Uh, you know, a, a Walmart after a miscarriage, that sounds like a lot of country songs, actually, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. If you drove there
3: in a pickup truck? Oh, yeah, then it's definitely it's, a country song. I mean, yeah. and then the pharmacist is like, no, mm. No, we're not. Yeah, you didn't even get turned down by, like, a real
4: pharmacist. You got turned turned down by, like, a Walmart pharmacist.
3: And they're like, yeah, we fucking rolled back that medicine. So, (laughs) it turns out, it just, and instead, instead, like, by the, by where that should be, there's just, like, a fucking sad, judgy face. Yeah,
4: so, so we, so we rolled back the medicine, so you gotta roll back that baby.
3: (laughs) You see, there are demons in the earth. Read Matthew Mark's Gospel, Chapter 5. There are demons all over where, and Jesus cast out demons when he walked the earth. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Um, Herman Cain's website, demon-possessed gays need exorcisms. <sighs> Can I just say,
4: when you read the text of this, the very best part is when he fucking, he goes out of his way to say, and yes, Right Wing Watch, I mean demonic. I know.
3: Like, he knows who's gonna read it and commentate <laughs> right, on it. Yeah, I mean, he knows he's gonna get, like, he, he knows who's watching and what they yeah. think is crazy. And yeah, he's and still what like, they, yep, he doesn't even care. Yeah, no, it's just straight crazy. He says, since the Bible says homosexuality is an abomination in the sight of God, and yet many people obviously feel homosexual urges, how do you square the two facts? You square them the same way you square any person's desire for sin, Cecil. The person who craves heroin or alcohol or unhealthy quantities of food or to hurt other people, these are all the desires of the flesh that are in opposition to God's will for your life. The driving force behind all sin is spiritual. And this is the, and yes, right-wing watch, I mean demonic.
2: It's demonic.
3: (laughs) And the cure for it is deliverance by the authority of Jesus Christ. And then he goes through telling you like, how does it work? You got to get a fucking deliverance minister? Yeah, well. To comment they, on, the, on the
4: beauty of your mouth or what? N- yeah, the deliverance minister sort of leans you over a rock. <laughs> you know, this is, this is a, presiden- a presidential candidate. That's, you know I mean? like, I this is a guy who was a presidential candidate. Could you imagine if any of the presidential candidates, let's say Rand Paul walks in to an interview and says, look, I'm sorry, I was going to do this interview. But on my way here, a black cat walked in front of me, and I, I'm totally leery of my luck at this point. So I'm just gonna go home. Is that okay? Like, wouldn't you think that he is crazy if he said that wouldn't right. you? or if he said or if somebody said, well, you know, I, I was doing so well and then I broke a mirror. And, you know, now look at where I'm at or I'm not going to give interviews on Friday the 13th. I'm sorry. I'm going to be unavailable that day or, you know, come to my fucking office on floor 14B, you know, whatever it is. But just because it's a fucking
3: demon, everybody, we're supposed to give this guy a fucking pass on this. And he even acknowledges how crazy he sounds. He says, I don't think he believes in any spiritual world whatsoever, nor do the people who will portray a commentary like this as odd, weird, crazy. When you're not intelligent or curious enough to understand something, you mock the whole idea of it. No, 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 sir. You misunderstand. You're just saying shit with no evidence whatsoever that there is anything that, 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 that sin is real, that your God is real, that this demonic w- spiritual realm is we- real. You just decided it. You just decided it. And then you say it. And you say, well, anybody who makes fun of it is, is, is being a mean, mean duty head. Or they're not smart enough to understand this fucking made-up fairy tale world that I've decided is the reason that people are gay or, or eat too much or shoot heroin. Like that's that's your worldview. That's how you're going to approach. Think about what that means for how somebody like this would approach problem solving. Yeah, as, oh, as that, the leader right. of the world, and that's that's your job. You are the problem solver. Right, that's it. Hey, man. Uh, you know, Putin seems to have some fucking land grab action going on. Huh. Uh, what should we do about that? I Is mean, there any way we could get a
4: deliverance minister in here to give me some guidance on this? I'm just, you know, I'm just I'm kind of feeling some evil spirits from Putin here.
1: Dot com forward slash dissonance pod, or click the link on the podcast homepage, and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock.
3: This story comes from Think Progress. Islamic extremists have seized control of U.S. cities, says an NRA seminar. It's
4: true. Yeah, They have seized control of one U.S. city, Washington, D.C.
3: Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> I love the photo that they use of all the fucking NRA dudes because it's a fucking sausage fest like yeah. ain't no ever been a sausage fest. Holding hands and they're yeah they're all they're all holding hands and fucking praying at the NRA rally and you're just like man this is why America sucks like this is why this is why countries outside of the states this is how they see us this is embarrassing yeah this is This is genuinely an embarrassment to the rest of us who are like, yeah, we're not all like this. We're not all a bunch of fucking fat, gun-toting, fucking hate-filled homophobes, like, hanging, holding hands in a fucking convention center and salivating over our our firearms. Um, And this sort of, you know, Islamic extremist nonsense have seized control of U.S. cities. They're talking about no-go zones. All this is can you not see— that they're doing this so that you buy more guns? Says the gun lobby that brought you there? It's such an obvious ploy to just sell guns, though. It's a marketing campaign. I know. Fear is a marketing campaign. And this idea, so what they're saying is um, the, the NRA is, you know, they're, they're gathering this, their annual meeting, um, and they're saying that, that across the country, There are no-go zones where even the police, the story this guy tells, is so obviously apocryphal. The story he tells is a story about a Detroit SWAT team (laughs) driving to Dearborn, Michigan, which doesn't even make sense. Why would a Detroit SWAT team go to Dearborn, Michigan? They would have no jurisdiction outside of Detroit, Michigan. And he's driving, and he, he pulls up to, like, the, the, this, this fake Islamic zone where the street signs suddenly turn all Arabic. And uh, there's, there's no English anywhere. And there's little yellow signs posted. And the guy driving the van says, we don't go past here because it's a no-go zone. It's controlled by Islamic extremists. This is not a real thing. The story so obviously doesn't add up. Yeah. It's nonsense. There are no no go zones or Islamic extremist cities. There are no like mini Sharia law huts that are being assembled across America to take your freedom. But if they tell you that, and you believe that, and you think that, my gosh, America is under constant threat, you're going to buy more guns. Well, the the uh,
4: the idea that it's that there would be. You know, these street signs where there's fucking no English and stuff like that's like clearly xenophobic, right? There's this clearly sort of xenophobic trend that goes through right. here that, you know, they're going to come over here and they're going to turn our country into their country, which is never going to fucking happen. OK, it's never going to happen. But this type of gun sale really does, I think, lead to what the NRA wants and promotes and what the NRA wants and promotes They want to make sure that they scare enough people who live in, you know, perfectly fucking fine neighborhoods where they're in very little danger, if at all, ever. And they want to scare them into thinking that around every corner, around every dark alley, around, you know, around your house at night are these people prowling fucking, you know, Savages with knives in their teeth ready to fucking rape and decapitate the head off of your daughter <laughs> and, you know, whatever it is to do some crazy shit to you right, and yep. steal whatever it is that you have. And you've got to be armed to defend yourself. And this is exactly it, right? This is a. not only do they want to try to get those people um, to buy guns. But then they also want to get other people who, you know, maybe they're maybe they live in an affluent neighborhood where they're never going to see this. But, you know, this is something that they could be afraid of. Well, let's get another thing that they can be afraid of to try to make sure that we can sell these guns to them. And and it's just this, you know, it's this buy more guns, buy more guns. But the real crime that happens with guns in this country Is poverty on poverty crime, which has nothing to do with gun ownership in the sense that gun ownership isn't going to save you from that crime. Gun ownership is really just going to get you killed. That's all it's going to do. So no matter how much they were to market this to the people in the in the areas of Chicago that are fucking, you know, completely fucking gun zones like fucking parts of Chicago, they call Chirac, Those places of Chicago, you're not going to market guns to those people because they've already got all the guns.
3: Right, and, and not it's not helping anything.
4: Of it. It's not fucking solving anything. The 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 you know murders that happen in this country because of guns. Once in a while, a toddler gets into fucking somebody's safe. Once in a while, somebody brings a fucking gun to a school and shoots somebody. But the fucking majority of these things are minorities
3: and poor people shooting each other. When I was driving through Indiana the other day, I was driving. And there were signs for the fucking prepper show, like a like like a boat and RV show, but for fucking doomsday preppers. Cecil. Shut the fuck up. Really? Yes. Like for fucking do- because it's like and and I, there there can be no more obvious attempt to exploit fear than a doomsday prepper convention or or trade show. The whole thing exists to pray very specifically on the irrational fears of end times nuts. And this is, it's, it's, it's like the NRA here is saying like, well, if the end times aren't coming fast enough for you, if you're not scared enough, here's some, sh- here's some more shit to be afraid of, buy more guns. Fucking constantly bristle with guns. Have guns pointing from your person in every direction at all times. Mechanize your body with guns. Fucking ejaculate guns into your (laughs) wife at night. Just constantly be having guns.
4: In nine months, you'll give birth to a semi-automatic. Right.
3: Like, like we have invented guns that shoot smaller guns out of them. (laughs) That's That's all that they... Because this is the same people that oppose trigger locks and, like, that oppose, you know, like, uh, gun registry or, you know, background checks. or uh, They oppose anything that means they sell less guns. It'd be like asking Coca-Cola, like, what do you think? Should we sell more Coca-Cola? I'd be like, well, fucking, I think we should because I'm Coca-Cola. The point is, is that we've got to rewrite the federal government. Now this is not going to happen overnight. It took 130 years to bring us to where we are today. It could probably take 50 years to turn it around. If we, but if we stand on the Constitution, then everything else comes together. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Bob Vanderplatz. Really? Bob Vanderplatz? It's amazing. That's amazing. I
4: love that he has two A's in his last name there. The with, Plots is awesome. With a last name of
3: Vanderplotz. And then they're just like, hey, we'll go with Bob. is Bob. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, too. I know I keep talking about this weird road trip I took, but it was weird. So I'm driving through Indiana to Ohio, right? And I don't remember where I saw this, if it was on the border or whatever. There's an RV place, Cecil. And it's enormous. It's fucking enormous. It says like 65 acres of RVs. And it's got like billboard after billboard after billboard after billboard. And it's called Tom Raper RV. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! And like two thoughts occur to me simultaneously. The first is like, if my last name is Raper, maybe it's just Tom's RVs. (laughs) Or maybe I come up with. Another, you know, like, RV world, you know, like, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not like, i want to market my name. What's your name? My name is Raper. Like, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Wow. So I'm driving past, and then then the next thing I thought was like, well, wait a minute. Because I know that some surnames derive from some historical context about who your family was. (laughs) Like, oh, we're the... Well, I'm the Johnson. Oh, because, you know, I'm the son of John, and I'm the Smiths, because we're blacksmiths. Well, we're the rapers. (laughs) Because we're rapers.
4: (laughs) It is something you're going to want to change eventually.
3: That is the worst. But he's clearly spectacularly successful. Oh, yeah. He's got a whole fucking yard full of RVs. That's how you you measure success in Indiana. Like, you're... Like how many mobile housing units do? You own? <laughs> that's Indiana success. I'm Indiana rich boys. <laughs> let me let me drive my house on over. <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's oh, fill up awesome. the old homestead and zip <laughs> on over. <laughs> Yeah
4: <laughs> No 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 we'll come over tonight. The whole family'll uh, come over. Uh, <laughs>
3: We're having a dinner party in my car. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, Indiana. Uh Bob Von der <Wunderplatz>. <laughs> <laughs> Warns of divine retribution for Wiccan prayer in Iowa State Capitol. Yes, he
4: does. He's, he's speaking at a podium that says the family leader on it. So this is him.
0: Leader. <laughs> n- leader. If you're 25 years old or older, you know specifically where you were at when the World Trade Towers were, were attacked on 9-11. When the first one got hit, you may have heard about it. You may have heard a news report about it, but all of a sudden you rushed to a TV. And by the time you got to a TV, you saw the second trade center get hit. And you knew that our country was now under attack. And they attacked the very pillars which make America exceptional. No, they didn't. They attacked buildings. That is true. It's
4: fucking. There was, there was literally nothing exceptional about the weird. There were fucking two big blocks. Like a kid with a lot of Legos could make a replica,
3: and it wouldn't even be hard. Like a particularly stupid kid could do it. <laughs> These are just rectangles, right? They're, they're just fucking they're rectangles. Just rectangles. I mean, yeah, they're engineering marvels. Every skyscraper is an engineering marvel. Yeah, but, I, mean, I mean, come on, this is not a symbolic. Like they didn't. It's not like they fucking flew an airplane simultaneously into every fucking bald eagle in America. They didn't, they didn't, it's not like it's a coordinated attack. <laughs> it's not like all of a sudden they showed up at Lee Greenwood's house. Because yeah. that would be an outrageous. <laughs> that would be
4: outrageous. If they did show if they did show up to Lee Greenwood's house
3: though. Today. No I this All
4: right, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's
3: so bad, <laughs> man.
4: Yeah, no, they and they didn't they didn't like they didn't fill the Grand Canyon
3: with DC tens, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they it's not, it's not like all of a sudden like from across the country you heard the simultaneous, you know, opening of every hotel drawer as in America the as Bibles. the fucking Gideon Bibles were, you know, right. chucked out of windows. It's no, they I mean they it was it was a horrible, horrifying attack, it was sure. a terrorist attack that's what it was, but it was not an attack on the very things that are America. They didn't I mean, come on. They didn't blow up our wealthy people. <laughs> oh,
0: Actually, I would say Actually, a lot of them probably did. For the first time in my lifetime, I had the opportunity to feel, what's, what's it like to be attacked on our soil? Because usually we attack <laughs> yeah, them on their soil. <laughs>
4: we're sending people to explode shit over there. Man, <laughs> turns out. And, you know, like sucks. the thing is, like, <laughs> fucking, I don't want to get the email and be like, fucking, well, that doesn't justify it. You're right. It doesn't justify it. I'm not fucking saying no. that. We're making so a don't joke. Fucking stop typing.
0: And if you were like me and you happened to travel the state, or maybe you just traveled the county or Mount Pleasant or your community or across the country, what you would have noticed is there was red, white, and blue everywhere. There was flags out front of the porches. Flags? There's there flags. Flags. <laughs> <laughs> flags. <He's,
2: laughs>
3: he can pronounce his last name pretty well, but the flag is pretty like, flags. <laughs> yes, hello, I would like to purchase one of your... American flukes. <laughs> I would like one of your American fluke togs. <laughs> you see, I'm going to attach yeah. it to a Red Bull can and, and, then, and see how far I'm going to jump into a can.
0: fucking lake. Everywhere you went down the countryside, right here in Henry County, you would have saw flags and flags and flags. The other thing you would have recognized is the churches, the sanctuaries, the chapels. They were filled to overflow and as a state leader at that time suddenly said you know Bob when you have nowhere else to run and nowhere else to hide where do you go you run back to God you go back to church well now we're 2015 almost 14 years later and let me ask you a question where are we at today where have we gone Because in September 2011, after the attack, you would have saw Republican and Democrat congressmen congressmen and women and senators on the Capitol steps, linked in arms, saying we're not Republicans, we're not Democrats, we're Americans, and they sang, God bless America. God bless America.
3: Well, and he seems to be, he seems to be fucking pulling up some nostalgia for a fucking immediately post 9 11 world right like oh man you know it was great oh those those beautiful wondrous heady days immediately following the largest terrorist attack by a foreign organization on american soil god that was wonderful almost 14 years later
0: where are we at just this morning in the iowa Capitol, which is totally within the religious liberty right but you had a state representative invites someone to deliver a Wiccan prayer. Now, you may say that's religious liberty, but I'd say you better be careful if you want to start mocking the God that you're asking to bless this country. That's a huge concern. Well, he fucking didn't do a very good job of it. He killed 2,000 we,
3: They were able to fucking kill 2,000 people, no problem. Yeah, God's... God's blessing this country, but it seems to me like we still have to do all the work. (laughs) You know, like, have you noticed that, like, we don't, like, God is, you know, uninvited in, like, all of the Scandinavian countries, and they just hum along just fine. No problem. You know, like, Canada's humming along, and New Zealand's humming along, and Australia's humming along, and it's, it's all going just swimmingly for them. They don't need to like they don't need this fucking invisible fucking wet blanket of God to fucking drape across the country because they just recognize that, man, if we want things to be better, we probably have to do the fucking work ourselves. Uh Uh, and this story is this is a sad story. It's from CNN dot com. It's this is really one of those instances where you, you really have to side with the apologists and say, you know, this this had to have happened because of the uh, American interventions. Overseas. Right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Italian police, Muslim migrants threw Christians overboard. Oh, yeah. Um. So this this happens on the regular there's you know people trying to get uh, to europe in you know fucking shitty rafts and boats and you know what have you and you know there's oftentimes horrible tragedies that occur the you know, boats sink and you know people fall off they get sick they get fucking stranded and drown they adrift becalmed at sea uh but you know scurvy i don't right, know all right. that shit right uh but sometimes it turns out uh, you just get chucked overboard because oh. you're not the right religion. Oh. Which is what happened in this story. Just fucking chuck them overboard, killed them, 12 people.
4: My favorite line is it said that they, they stopped them, the Christians stopped them, because they strongly opposed... <laughs> I a drowning this. attempt and formed a human chain, and I just no. see like one guy with like a top hat <laughs> and a monocle, and he's like, "Sir, I vociferously oh, oh. and incontrovertibly object to you attempting to asphyxiate my colleagues, and I shall have <laughs> none of it, sir."
3: <laughs> yeah, the the first dozen go yeah. overboard. Yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> Uh, Twelve times. I strongly oppose that. <laughs> and like, and you but you weren't convinced. No, you know, initially yeah. you're like, mm, maybe you had a point. Hold Six, on, hold seven. on, don't interrupt. The Muslims seven. have the floor. Hold on, like, right. <laughs> Hey, Robert's rules of order. Robert's rules of order. Come on, we are a civilized people. Uh. Okay, now they've thrown a dozen of our people <laughs> off. You know, now maybe now's the time where we yeah, take our stand.
4: Let's, let's see if we can object now.
3: You would have taken a stronger stand with twelve more people. <laughs> they had to
4: politely ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, hold on a second. We're following all the protocol here. You want answers? I think I'm entitled.
3: You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
4: I can't even this next one. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I really can't.
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know, man. What the fuck? Uh, uh, also from Right Wing Watch, Satan is using gay abortionists
4: <laughs> to attack humanity. Well, this is Gary Cass Let's of the it. Christian Anti-Defamation Commission, and this is his thing on YouTube.
5: We should never forget that our underlying war is against our fruitfulness. Think about it. Remember the first commandment, be fruitful and multiply. That's what God told our f- first parents to do. So the war is against fruitfulness. If one of the central taxic- tactics of gay abortionists, now there a phrase for you, has been to destroy the fruit of heterosexuality and to celebrate the fruitless deeds of darkness, then we must take special care to continue to fight them on their insistence of a constitutional right to slaughter the unborn. What the fuck are you talking about? Man. It's not only gay people
4: that
3: want abortions. and I don't think gay people need abortions. No, I think he's saying that gay people do the abortions. That the... That the, that the <laughs> I know, I think that's what I think he's saying. That have, <laughs> Shut up, that's have, what he's saying. Yeah, he's saying that abortion doctors are gay. Are gay. Yeah, Wait, what? And, and it's part of their evil plan... To kill heterosexual babies, like or or the what? babies of heterosexual parents, in order to promote their no fruit yielding gayness. That's That's what he's saying. No, I swear he's to not. you, that's that is what he's saying. He's saying because I saying, refuse to believe no, that's what he's saying. That is what he's saying. He thinks that the that that a that I don't. I can't. I just. <laughs> I just. I, I can't. Dude, what what difference would it make if the abortionists were gay? Would it it make you— They might do it with a certain flair. Right? Would you be like, (laughs) I wasn't going to have an abortion, but it looks
1: fabulous.
5: (laughs) Fruitlessness is a religion, and abortion is their bloody sacrament. Wow. That's very powerful. Did you hear that? The struggle is about fruitfulness. Are we surprised that Satan attacks humanity at the very core of their essence, where the image of God resides, to destroy them sexually, to, to destroy the fruit of their womb? I I can't, I cannot get
3: over the idea that it is 2015 and people think that there is a Satan. Yeah, I mean, I can I can still like a part of me is like, okay, I get, I can I can understand. Maybe that there's people out there who think that there is a, you know, a God who maybe made all this stuff kind of happen. Right. And I listen. I I, so I I, I've been listening to more and more um, like debates, atheist debates and what have you. And they always talk about God. They never bring up Satan because it's so patently absurd that they they must recognize the intellectual side of the of the of the religious coin. They must recognize that to even bring it up is so obviously fucking ridiculous. Because listen to how this guy sounds. That there's like a fucking there's a fucking boogeyman who's out there to 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 give heterosexual couples abortions so that they don't have children. What are you talking about? What are you saying?
4: So we want to thank Stephen and Ronnie for their generous donations on PayPal. Thanks, guys, so much for uh, for donating. They gave us uh, a very large one-time donations, and we're very appreciative. Thank you. So we want to thank our most current uh, patrons, Zach, Seth, Tobias, Shane, Kathy, Matthew, Bourbon Dan, Daniel, Daryl, Amit, Michael, Marty, and Jeffrey. Thank you all so much for your generous donations. Uh, your donations go a long way to uh, to funding some of the things that we do. Specifically, we're going to ReasonCon next week. So we're going to have, hopefully, two shows next week. We'll see if we can do it. I don't know. If not, we're going to have to put one off for a little while and maybe make it up some other time in the future. Uh, it's going to be a very busy week next week. We plan on getting down there on Friday. There will be one more show, hopefully, out between now and then. Uh, So we might give you some more details, but we will be at ReasonCon on Friday. We'll be leaving Sunday. So if you're going to ReasonCon, it's in uh, North Carolina. You can find the information on this episode. This is episode 221. Uh, So you can find the information on this uh, episode at dissonancepod.com. We're looking forward to it. It should be a good time. And and if you find us, remember that you patrons out there, you get a free hug. So come find us. We'll give you a hug. Oh, man, we
3: got to give out hugs
4: yeah but there's no patrons there i mean come on that's true yeah that's true nobody would. once they see us they're not going to want to hug no, no well i think if they give them the same room with us they're kind of hugging right. us it's anyway. like you can't I mean, be like in the same kinda... room
3: as both yeah. of us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> what is this? how big is this hotel <laughs> <So> it's enormous <laughs> we got a bunch of messages about the loud noises when you're falling asleep uh People were saying that it's it's this thing called exploding head syndrome. So tons of people sent us messages about that. So thank you for. Uh, I didn't know that that existed, and it's kind of a weird name for it's it. It's an
3: awesome name, though. Yeah,
4: I thought That's it's horrific. I thought the people on scanners had exploding head syndrome.
3: <laughs> they do. They also running man. It turns out, yeah, you yeah, exploding, exploding head, head syndrome. Head syndrome
4: yeah. yeah, for sure. It
3: can happen a number of ways.
4: Uh, Tom, we got a message from David, and uh, and I wanted to read this part. He sent us a lot of different parts. A lot of different pieces, but I want to read this one in specific. He says, When I heard Pat Robertson say, I know sports are important, my, immediately thought, my, my immediate thought was, no, they're not. Speaking to someone living in a city that has an annual riots over March Madness, regardless of the outcome, I say people need to calm the fuck down about sports. I know Cecil enjoys sports, which isn't something I'm opposed to, but a lot of people are insane about them says, but I find it infuriating how much time and money are wasted on sports. And, I, you know, I, I got to agree here. Uh, I know that sports are, are a great pastime for people. They're a great pastime for children and a great pastime for adults. Uh, I think sports are fun entertainment. I watch three major sports. I watch UFC. I watch the uh, basketball and I watch uh, I watch football but I, I understand completely where you're coming from here. And I and I recognize that they're not important. Sports are the only thing sports really do. And this is for children and, you know, adults who play in, you know, like sporting leagues and stuff is they uh, they develop a, a, a sort of a sense of sportsmanship and team play that I think might be important. But other than that, there's really no use. And that stuff can be done in fucking like gym class. We got a message from uh from Bill from uh, Barroom Atheist. And he said, uh, I agree with you guys on everything except Chick Fil A is delicious. They have perfected the chicken sandwich and serve waffle fries with cheese sauce.
3: Yeah, that's that's awesome. I I drove. I actually considered stopping at a Chick Fil A when I was uh, in their vicinity recently, and I, I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. I really <laughs> couldn't. I wanted to. I was like, uh, maybe I'll try just to report back, but. I can't, I can't see giving them my money. I, I honestly have a fi- I have a feeling one of the
4: things that we should do, and although there's not one close by you, but there's one close enough, one of the things that we should do is one day when we're at Glory Hole Studios, we should stop at the Chick-fil-A that's, I think it's in, like, fucking Darien or something. So it's on my way out. I could pick it up. And then you could go to the McDonald's by you and get, like, McChickens, and then we can, like, fucking do a taste test.
3: Okay. Yeah, let's do see that. see what
4: we do. But let's I, do that. I don't know. Anyway, um, we got a message. uh, This is from Andrew in Massachusetts. He runs the Reddit Well Water Drinkers, so it's our Well Water Drinkers. We'll put a link to it on this episode's show notes. This is episode 221, Uh, and he says, I'm making a post compiling a list of all your guest appearances for anyone who would like to listen to extra content to check out other great podcasts. So he's He's already got uh, a bunch of these up here. But if you remember any, I know I remembered a few, and there's a couple more. But uh, if you, uh, one, if you want to find all our guest appearances, um, Andrew has gone through the trouble of putting that on the uh, on the, uh, the subreddit there. And then if you want to list any of our exper- appearances that you, we might have missed, uh, go there and check it out. Um, and then if you want to post anything there, that's something that I actually does pop up into my Reddit feed because I sign in on Reddit. So it'll pop up in my feed. So on occasion, I will have a chance to interact with people that way.
3: I, I saw this, and I was amazed at the work and effort that you put into this, and I was also shocked at how many uh, other shows we've wasted the time Oh, God, on. and fucking incredulous, like five shows. Oh, we are incredulous. Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, I'm incredulous at how much we were on
4: Yeah, and I just want to mention, too, that since we've been on incredulous so much, if you're a European patron and you go to QED... Andy Wilson is a representative of us and he can hug you. So <laughs> no, he actually <laughs> Hugs since we, by proxy. He's a hug by proxy. So we've done enough episodes of of his show where he actually has these contractually obligated to hug people for us.
3: If you've donated more than twenty dollars, he'll give you a handy. Yeah. Well,
4: <laughs> you know, the thing is is if you donate any money, literally anything to him, he'll give you a handy. So <laughs> I got a message from Josh, and Josh says he's uh going to college for a bachelor's degree in programming in Java, and he wrote out a program for us called uh it's the Trinity. It's a basically a Trinity program that I don't I don't know. I mean, I just I I think that the the joke is lost on me, but I will post the text of this on this episode show notes. So if you want to check this out, it's the Trinity in Java. Uh, go to this episode show notes.
3: And I do like that it spits out the output for the program, spits out errors. Yeah, that's nice. You know, that's and it's it strikes me as accurate. We get a message from
4: Mike, and he says uh, he said he loved our show, our last show, and he recommended it to his girlfriend. But he said, "You see, my girlfriend is an ex-FLDS, and I couldn't help but wonder how your bit on the confrontation between the former member who had won custody of her children against some chicken wielding members went over. It was just a few years ago, after all, that she was intimidated into obeying every whim on the of the prophet. It was just a few years ago that she broke free for, and managed to bring some of uh, the of her children with her. She still fights to keep her children. She does, uh, she does have from being sucked back in uh, by the efforts of those still in the cult efforts, which are often in direct violation of existing court orders. Those chicken wielding bonnet wearing people were, and our family to the woman who had worked so hard to obtain her freedom and bring her children with her. The outpouring of directed hate and abuse that was visited on her at the behest of the prophet may look funny and ridiculous to an outsider, but I guarantee it was personal, extremely painful to the woman escaping and some of your other listening audience who would have likewise escaped from a cultish insanity. The humor was, if not lost, at least greatly diminished by their emotional proximity. Well, Mike, Um, here's the thing. Our show, uh, is about jokes and making fun of stuff. Uh, if that's something that your girlfriend's not going to like, then she shouldn't listen to the show. Uh, there's, I mean, there's really nothing else I can say about that except for if there are things in this show that you don't think we're handling correctly, or if you don't think we're holding the, the particular amount of gravitas that you think we should, Go find a show that does that for you. you.
3: You may have noticed this show strikes a somewhat irreverent tone, um, and that is intentionally done. Um, and because of the the number of topics that we choose to tackle, and the way that we choose uh, to tackle those topics, um, and the way that Cecil and I both think that humor is the way to deal with this sort of nonsense, um, it, it, there's going to be there, at some point you're going to have somebody who just left, you know, a, a, a you know crazy Jewish cult. Or, you know, the crazy Mormon cult or the crazy Scientology cult or some crazy Christian cult. And, you know, we, you, you just can't you can't have the show uh, and still be sensitive to all of those. So the, just consider the entire show a trigger warning. Yeah, right. The entire right. show is a yep. trigger warning at all times. Yep. We're yep. preaching to the choir. We're not preaching to the sensitive and the recently converted. There are other shows that are going to be better shows for people whose sensitivities may still be a little bit raw. Tom, we got a message from a guy by
4: the name of Matt who was talking about uh, the poop and the butthole and the water.
3: Yeah, so this this email is from Matt, and he says, uh, Finally, poop water hand butthole is as barbaric and disgusting as you hypothesized. Their logic is that it's all good if you wash your hands at the end. Uh, still couldn't pay me to self-bidet. What's worth noting is that it is the exclusive privilege of the left hand to smear the Taco <laughs> Bell lava around. Oh, God. Therefore, your poop hand is considered unclean. Go fucking figure. And it's considered super rude to touch anything with it, as in a bowl of chips or M&Ms or gems, as they blasphemously refer them, refer to them. Uh Yeah, that's still so fucking horrifying that I had another conversation before recording tonight because I cannot get over the idea of taking a shit and somebody handling me a fucking bottle of Evian and being like, clean yourself up. No, I need tools for this. We got a message, too,
4: on Twitter where someone said, well, if you got poop from a diaper on your hand, would wiping it with a napkin be enough? And and the fact is, is that, well, I don't use my ass to hold a sandwich. You know, right. I don't stick my ice cream cone in my butthole while I'm waiting for it to melt. Like I hold things in my hand. So my hands need to be necessarily clean. But if I go to the bathroom and I walk in there and I say, OK, I got to shit. I shit. I got fucking sp- stinky poop all over my butt i've got to wipe it off some way i could either use my hand in a cup of water which seems really fucking inconvenient or i can wipe the fucking wet poop out of there there'll still be a little dry poop in there but nobody's stuffing a nose in my crack nobody's gonna smell that poop it's fucking poop that no one
3: smells so until i take a shower later that day It is also the case that you would necessarily have shit under your fingernails. Oh. You're not – there's no getting around that. That's just a – and I don't buy this left-hand, right-hand dichotomy because at some point you fucking have to, like, pass things between hands. You know, that that, – I frequently eat foods that require both of my hands to hold.
4: Frequently. (laughs)
3: You know, the other thing,
4: too, is if you've ever three-stage breaded anything, they say to have a wet hand and a dry (laughs) hand. And no matter what, at the end of three-stage breading anything, I look like the thing. I've got fucking (laughs) shit all over both hands. So don't tell me there's a left hand and a right hand, a wet hand and a dry hand, because that ain't happening. We got a message. This is from, uh, from Robert, and he says... Uh, just a little rant. I heard your little rant about Chick-fil-A. I'm a very staunch atheist, but I cannot keep my face hole out of that place of business to save my life. It is seriously not just a chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich is soaked in pickle juice and deep fried in peanut oil served with a side of, you know, I'll take the crack cocaine that he says. I'd rather just have the crack because co- you could not make me more sick than to say Fucking chicken sandwich soaked in pickle juice. I would rather eat a fucking earthworm slider. (laughs) That sounds disgusting. Well, you hate pickles. Oh god, that sounds
3: awful. It sounds absolutely horrid. See, I love pickles. I don't know that I want my chicken soaked in pickle juice. That doesn't necessarily appeal. But I guess what I'm I'm saying is, can I not have it without a pickle? Because I order everything without a pickle. I think that he's suggesting that maybe the chicken itself is marinated in pickle juice.
4: That sounds absolutely horrific. (laughs) That sounds – I would rather suck on someone's bloody nose. I would think that that level of acid actually
3: would denature the chicken. This is uh,
4: someone seeking advice. This is Josh, Tom. Uh,
3: So I don't want to read Josh's entire email because it seems very personal. But um, Josh has been battling cancer uh, for the last year and several months. Um, he's undergone some treatments uh that have been less successful than than hoped for um, and his family members are full blown christians They decided to take the opportunity of his illness to try to bring him back to christ um and this includes you know family this includes friends um and he's he's hurt by the fact that the people that he's known his whole life rather than focusing on his illness and trying to support him through it they're focusing on their agenda of saving his immortal soul from hell um, and by being swept up in this fervor he doesn't feel like they're able to be present uh for him in his time of need uh, as he battles this illness um and and he asked us for his advice or our advice rather and cecil i'm i i, I don't know what my advice is i don't it's it's very difficult you know, my my initial thought is to say, hey, try to keep in mind the intentions of the people around you because their intentions are probably loving. But I will admit that that also feels like total bullshit. And when somebody is sick or in need, I think your job as somebody who supports somebody who is sick or in need is to take your fucking personal thoughts and opinions, set them way off to the side, ignore them and focus on the person who needs help. And if you can't do that, then you're not, then you're not very effective at being a support person in that person's life. Um, and I'm I'm just I'm terribly sorry that the people in your life can't do that for you. I feel like you're you hit the nail right on the head, Tom.
4: Like you got to turn to the people who are not supporting you. And need to say to them, stop making this about you. I'm the sick one. I'm the one who has to deal with this. I'm the one who has to go through with this. So stop making m- my problems, the things that I'm going through about you and let me handle them. And you be here to say yes and smile and nod and be the person who helps me through this when I'm looking for help. Hey, Cognitive Dissonance listeners. This is Travis Peterson of the Minnesota Skeptics. Chances are, if you're listening to this ridiculous podcast, you're probably a skeptic. If you happen to live in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area and want to hang out with a great group of like-minded people, you should check out the Minnesota Skeptics. You can search for us on Facebook or Meetup, or just Google us. If you don't live in Minnesota, you should definitely search for your own local skeptics group. I'm sure they'd love to have you. Still wouldn't tell them that I listen to this show, though. Thanks, Tom and Cecil. I wouldn't either.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't tell my friends and
4: family about it. I'll yeah, tell you that much. I don't tell anyone I even make it. Tom, we got a message. This is from uh, this is from Eobard.
3: Eobard? Yeah,
4: so is that? I'm not. I'm going to say Ed. No, it's Eobard. I'm going to say it's Ed. E-O- okay, so Ed sent a message.
3: <laughs> Boston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? I've been doing a lot of obsessive thinking about religion lately, and I felt the need to pose this question. Isn't one good aspect of religion that it's a source of comfort? Recently, I lost my 15-year-old cat to cancer. She meant everything to me, and the thought that she's gone forever is troubling. But if I was a religious person, I could turn to my faith and be comforted in knowing that there's a chance I'll see her in the afterlife and I wouldn't feel so depressed. Uh, what do you think about this? Can religion help people's mental state? Uh, and, and I want to, I wanna, Cecil, I don't know if you and I will agree on this, but um, no. Uh, if it doesn't feel true to you, it won't help, first of all. So the utility of a thing um, cannot, cannot get you to a place where you can overcome the lack of belief in a thing. So just because religion uh, feels useful um, will not make it feel more true. Um, And I suspect that you know this, but I I feel like it bears saying. Um, So we might say, hey, wouldn't it be great to be comforted by this? But if you feel like the only reason that something is true is because it serves utility, um, then it probably doesn't actually ring genuine doesn't ring true to you um i would also say that globally religion as a source of comfort i don't buy that shit for a fucking minute um was religion a source of comfort for the 12 dudes who were thrown overboard on the story we talked about earlier today probably not much of a source of comfort for those folks um i don't i don't think religion as a source of comfort is a good reason for uh excusing all of the bullshit um yeah, you know, maybe it's helpful when your fucking grandma dies or you know when when you go through some troubling moment in your life, but it it's not true. It's a false comfort and it's a distraction. Um and and I I don't think that uh we should value something that isn't true because it's easier. We got a message from
4: Cecilia and she says uh, I have to give the IETLS, the British Council version of the uh, the basically the English language test in the United States, uh, which is the TOEFL. They recommend listening to English radio to prepare. I am listening to a marathon of your shows. I have a bad feeling about <laughs> this. Good luck, Cecilia. It's oh, a that, horrifyingly uh, you, bad decision. That you pass your tests. Uh, Cecilia has been with us since the beginning, so we want to thank you for listening still and, uh, good luck with the marathon of the shows there, Cecilia.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being such a long time listener.
4: We got an interesting message. This is from, uh, from Dean and Dean was talking about, uh, what happened last time. Uh, when we talked, there was a guy who called in and said that, um, there's a, the, the, that bone in his son, he touched the bone and he prayed and the kid sort of heard a snap and, then said, thank you, daddy. And it was fixed. And he couldn't explain it, but he didn't say that God did it. He just said, you know, I don't understand it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I understand it, but that happened. And this person says, uh, what the caller described is a very common condition known as radial head sublaxation or nursemaid's elbow. Uh, the typical story is a two-year-old falling or having their arm forcefully pulled, uh, hence the the common name of pulled elbow at this age, the proximal head uh, proximal end head of the radius is not so secure and can easily become dislodged. Although the injury is at the level of the elbow, the pain is commonly felt in the wrist leading one to suppose that there's a wrist injury reduction uh, may occur spontaneously or may be accompanied by minor manipulations such as rotating the forearm or flexing the elbow this is often accompanied by an audible or palpable click followed by immediate relief or pain and stress. So I guess that I didn't realize that there's a possibility that something like that could actually happen. And like we said, you know, even if it didn't, even if even if there was some really something that you couldn't explain, it doesn't explain all the rest of the fucking things that the Bible's claim are true.
3: Right. Right. And the, the only the, the the only response to that is oh, how'd that happen? Explain it. Well, I can't explain that. I don't know how it happened, but I'd be curious to find out. So that
4: wraps it up for a show this week. We're going to be back uh, with a midweek show. We hope if it doesn't come out this week, though, don't kill us because we are going to reason con and it may be difficult to put out a show and travel. So we may have to put it off for an extra week and then do two in a row. Um, But uh, but we're going to try to put out a midweek show. If we don't, then we'll be talking to you next Monday. But if we do come out with a midweek show, it'll be out this Thursday probably before we leave so if you want to see us come see us at ReasonCon. we'd love to see you uh we're going to be in north carolina like we said from friday to sunday and we're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed
3: credulity is not a virtue it's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno babylon bullshit